I appreciate uh, the opportunity to talk this afternoon. Um, I want to look at uh, Romans chapter 5 uh, this afternoon. I know uh, last time I spoke, we were in Romans chapter 4. Um, and we were discussing how we're justified. Um, and we were looking at Paul and, and how he was uh, using Scripture to... Um, prove his point to to make his argument uh of us uh, of our justification not by works but by faith uh making that that argument there so um as we move into chapter 5 um the way i've kind of been thinking about chapter 5 is is by asking the question okay now what so in chapter four, in chapter 4 paul you know he he makes a very strong case for Justification through faith, and that's the truth. Um, but now, what do we do with that? What do we? Um, what does that mean for us? What uh, What can we? What can we do with that information? And then, in chapter five uh, here, um, he kind of breaks down uh, a few a few ways. There's there's tons of ways that um, our justification can be a blessing to us. But he he breaks down a few of those here in chapter five. Um, and that's what I want to look at. So I'm going to go ahead and read Romans chapter 5, verses uh, 1 through 11. Wherefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith unto this grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience and patience, experience, and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. For when we were yet without without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet peradventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commandeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than, being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by, by the death of his Son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also join God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the anointment. Um, so again, as I was saying, so, so now what? So what do we do with this information of, uh, of our, of our justification, uh, by faith? Um, firstly, um, what Paul mentions here in chapter five is, um, we're given a peace and a hope with God. Um, that's in verses one and two there. Um, I'm going to flip over to Philippians four seven and just read that really quick here. Philippians chapter 4, verse 7 says, And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So this is not a, in, in verse 1 there, talking about a, a peace. Um, we have peace with God. This is not a peace with, with, with man. This is not a peace uh, in, in life. This is not a, a peace... Um, that we that we strive for uh, in avoiding, you know, difficult situations, or you know, you want peace in your life. You don't want your life to be full of arguments 
Um, and that's, that's not a bad thing to strive for, but that's not what this is talking about. This is talking about a peace with God, um, a peace with, with our Father, um, and, a, and a peace that we have with God through Christ Jesus, um, which is much better than, than any peace we could ever have with man. Because um, I know, I know all of you know as well, um, life is not always full of peace. Uh, life is um, unpredictable. Things happen uh, in our day-to-day lives. Um, things can become messy or, or difficult. Um, and, and you don't always feel like you're at peace. But this is a peace with God. Um, and it's something that we are granted um, through our justification. Um, in the blood of Christ, we are granted a peace with God. Um, it says in verse 2, um, by whom also we have access by faith unto the, this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Um, by whom, talking about, talking about Christ, uh, we have access to grace. So through Christ, we have access to grace. Um, we, we stand in this grace. Um, and because we're, we're in such need of this grace, um, we have cause to rejoice because we need this grace every day. Um, and because of Christ, um, because what Christ did for us um, in, in sanctifying us, um, we have access to grace. So, so two things so far. We have a peace with God um, and, a, and a grace um, that we can stand on in our, in our day-to-day life because, again, we need it. We're, we're in need um, of, of grace every day. Um, and, and that is cause to rejoice and to celebrate and to be glad. Um, and then, um, as it goes on into verse three there, um, not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience. Um, so we know that, that we have a peace with God. We know that we have access to this grace that we stand on because we're in need of it day in and day out. Um, but Paul goes ahead and, and lays it out that there there will be tribulations. Um, there will be times when we do not feel at peace, um, when we feel like um, our world is falling apart, when we feel like um, things are harder than they should be, when we feel like this isn't fair. Um, but in those times also, um, we can glory in God because the tribulations don't come and the first two principles go away. So tribulations come and then, oh, well, we don't have that grace to stand on and we don't have that peace with God. No, because we have those two things, even when the tribulations come, even when difficult times come, we can rejoice in God even in those times. Um, not that that is an easy thing to do, um, but the the truths do not change. Um, God's principles do not change, even in tribulations. And because of that, um, we can glory even in tribulations, and and um, we can display a Christ-like character even in difficult circumstances, uh, difficult seasons of life. Um, when we when we uh, hear news that is troubling to us, doesn't make any sense to us. Um, even in even in those moments, um, we can still glory in those tribulations because God's principles do not change. Um, verse three says we can glory we can glory in hard times, um, and that's the 
the second point I want to make um, from Romans chapter 5 here is um, having peace with God and hope in Christ Jesus will bring us through um, difficult times um, because the children of God will go through tough times. Um, but even in those times, we can give glory to God because we are still at peace with God. Um, going through a struggle may lead people to think they are being punished by God, but the truth is, for God's children, you are just as much at peace with God when the world is falling apart as you are when things are going great. Um, and we can give thanks for that. We can glory, we can give glory to God in that. Um, for, for His children, the circumstances that you find yourself in, um, have, have nothing to do with, um, your, uh, your sanctification. You are just as at you are just as much at peace with God um, when you feel like you are at the end of your um, rope as you are when everything is working out exactly how you would like it to. Um, and in those moments, that grace that is talked about in verse two that we can stand on is still available. Um, it's still there, um, even in those even in those moments um, of of tribulation, of, of difficult circumstances. And we can we can give thanks for that. We can glorify God in that. Um, and again, it's not an easy thing to do when when the world is uh, beating you down, when you feel like you are in um, a really difficult spot and you just don't see a way out of it. It's not easy to say, well, let me just glorify God and, you know, that will uh, make me feel so much so much better. But the truth is, is we can glorify God in those moments because God's the same. Our our circumstances change all the time. Um, the situations we find ourselves in change all the time. But God and His principles um, do not go up and down with our mood and with our um, with our uh, circumstances. Uh, and, and again, at the end of the day, what are we supposed to do? Um, that is what's going to happen. Uh, anyway, is all the glory is going to go to God um, in those circumstances. All God will receive the glory um, at the end of the day. So in those moments and in those times, um, we're still at peace with God, and we can still give God the glory um, even in even in tribulations. <clears throat> because going through tribulations um, causes us to learn that that God is still in control um, and allows us to learn. Uh, how to patiently wait on the Lord. Um, and we'll look at that more uh, in verse uh, verse 3 and 4 there. But I want to turn to, to Psalms 27. And in... Uh, Psalm 27, just the, the last verse there. Um, well, verse 14, Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and He shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Um, so again, we we read on into uh, into Romans chapter 5, and it talks about, um, talks about patience. It talks about... Um, um, Tribulations worketh patience, and patience experience and experience hope. And um, those things equal, uh, experience equals, um, 
where patience equals experience and then experience equals hope. Um, and as we go through these tribulations, as we go through these times um, where it's, it's difficult, it's hard, um, it's hard to wait upon the Lord, but it's talking about experience there um, because as we practice patience, as we practice waiting on the Lord, as we practice um, glorifying God even in, in difficult situations and difficult um, seasons of life, as we, as we practice that, we get experience. As we practice patience, we get that experience of, okay, I've been in a situation like this before. There was nothing I could do to get out of the situation. All I can do right now is practice a patience of waiting on God to to take His action because there's nothing I can do. There's nothing I can do in this situation. You know, you can pray. You can ask others to pray for you. But as far as removing yourself from the situation, there's nothing that can be done. Um, and in those moments, you practice patience. And as you practice that patience more and more, then you get that experience. And as you get into more difficult times, you can look back on past tribulations and you can say, God brought me out of this. I, I waited for him to show me what to do, show me what to do, and he did, or show me what not to do, and he did. And so I have that experience now, and I can continue to practice patience, and I can tell other people um, about my own experiences so that they can practice patience. And that patience um, leads to hope, a hope that um, God will work in this situation. I don't know when because it's not on my timing because I'm waiting on God. It's not on my own timetable, but I have hope that God will act. Um, God will show me what to do or what not to do or remove me from the situation. And that hope comes from practicing patience, having that experience because you've done this before, you've, you've walked this trial uh, with God, and then a hope is there of God is faithful to get me through. He's done this before, and He will continue to do it. Um, and again, all, all scriptures is uh, is consistent. We just read there Romans uh, twenty seven. Uh, excuse me, Psalms twenty seven, um, talking about waiting patiently on the Lord. Um, we we can't do anything to save save ourselves by our own works because we're not saved by works, but instead by the cleansing power of Jesus. Um, and we, we can't do anything but have faith in Christ. And when we're going through tough times, similar to this, um, we can't do anything but trust in God. Um, and it's the same with our justification. Um, we, we can't do anything to save ourselves in our own work and in our own deeds. And when we're in tribulations, when we're in hard situations, we can't do anything but trust in God. And, and where is that consistency in Scripture? Well, it's in the fact that we can't do anything in our own power. Um, we can't do anything to be self-sustaining. Um, we have to wholly lean on Christ um, for our justification and for um, getting us through difficult situations, getting us through tribulations, get, getting us through um, hard hard times. And again, is is easier said than done. Um, but that's all we have to do um, when we're in difficult seasons of life is realize that that we have a God who is in control and we can patiently 
um, wait on Him to act. We can patiently um, endure because we have that hope that comes from experience that um, Christ will get me through this. Uh, Christ has not abandoned me. Um, Christ will continue to justify uh, me, uh, to quicken me towards His, his righteousness. And, and that is something that will continue um, as we go through our lives. Um, we can't justify ourselves before God. Um, we can't change the circumstances we find ourselves in sometimes, no matter how bad we want to, but we can have a faith that the same God that sent His own Son to die for me is in control of the situation I find myself in. And because of that, I can have hope that He will get me through. And because I have hope, I can glorify Him and be happy for all that I have, even in tough times. Um, this is not easy to do, and it takes practice and time. Um, notice that the verse says, uh, worketh. Patience is an, it's an exercise. Um, it's something you have to um, be diligent to, to work at. Um, not even when situations are really, really bad, but practice your patience um, in other areas of your life. Um, practice waiting on God in, in small areas. Make it a make it a habit. Um, make it a habit of of saying small prayers, even even if it's not a big a big deal. You know, if something works out or not. But um, you know, at work, around the house, you know, we can go to God with our requests, and in doing that. We are able to practice this patience of um, I'm not in control of this situation, but I can take this to God and I can um, present my request to him and patiently wait on, on his answer um, and on him to move in those situations or not move. Um, but uh, again, patience is not an exercise. Uh, we have to work at it. But the grace of God... Um, by the grace of God, we've, we've been given lots of opportunities to work at it. Um, we, we've, we're put into situations um, where our, our patience is tested or when it's easy to become frustrated um, because things aren't going our way. That happens to me every day uh, throughout the course of my week. Um, you, you, can, you can be tested um, all, all day long, and, and that's by the grace of God, giving you those opportunities to practice patience, to, to put them into real world situations so that you can um, become better at, at being patient um, and, and waiting on, on waiting on God and, and being patient towards others. Um, because the more we place our faith in God, the better we will be at waiting for Him to give us an answer and our hope in Christ and His provisions for us will continue to grow and grow over time. Um, thank God for our ability to remember hard times that God has brought us through. Um, thank God for, for those experiences, um, for that knowledge, uh, which, which leads to a hope that God is in control of the situation and He will continue to work. All right, and then um, the, the third... Uh, Point I want to get from uh, Romans chapter five here is that um, this in verses five and six here of, of Romans chapter five. Um, this is not a, a vain hope uh, that leads to shame. Um, this is this is a hope in the grace that we've been given through Christ Jesus. Verse verse five says, 
And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto them. This is not a um, a hope that we, again, have in our own abilities or in our own standing before God. This is a hope in what God has done in our hearts. This is a hope in in the shed blood of Christ Jesus. Um, not a hope in ourselves or in our own abilities, but in Christ alone. Um, you know, we we sing the song um, in Christ alone. My hope is found um, because it's it's true. And the only thing we can put our hope in at the end of the day that is unmovable, unchangeable, is um, Christ and what He's done for us. Um, and God spreads the love for us in our hearts, um, and that is because of what Christ did for us. <clears throat> the love from God to us is is uh, is spread out in our hearts, is is poured out upon us because of what Christ did for us, um, because we are not judged by our own abilities, um, but instead we are um, exonerated. We are removed from the trial, which we would rightly be placed. Uh, under, um, and we are presented spotless, um, without any charges placed onto our, um, accounts because of what Christ did for us. Um, not anything that we were owed, um, or could have achieved on our own, um, because if we could do that, if we could achieve it on our own, then, then it would be a vain hope. It would be a hope in our own abilities. It'd be a, a hope in our own, uh, in our own, uh, uh, actions and uh, what, what we've done. I, I did this, so I should get this, or I can do this, and then I will be justified. So uh, that would be a vain hope, but that's not what this is. This is a hope in Christ alone. Um, it, it was given to us freely, uh, a free gift. Um, we were without strength, uh, meaning we couldn't do anything to save ourselves. Um, this is down in verse in verse six. For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. Um, we were hopeless. There was no um, law that we could follow. There wasn't any action we could take. We were completely without strength. And because of that, we needed a Savior. And um, Christ died and saved us from that. So it's a hope in Him, in Christ alone. Um, and then fourthly, uh, what I want to look at from Romans chapter five is, uh, the last, last, uh, five verses there, seven through eleven. Um, and fourthly, because Christ died for us, um, the ungodly, we have a joy in him. Um, verse seven there, for scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. So, Paul here is making the point that we were not um, righteous. We were not good people. Um, you know, we we hear about stories of you know people in the military um, willing to lay down their lives for for their um, fellow uh, brother in arms. Uh, that's something that is common in, in warfare. 
people willing to give up their own lives um, for others, for the good of others. Um, and, and we look at that with admiration. Um, we look at that with, uh, as we should. It's, it's an incredible thing to lay down your life uh, for someone else. But that pales in comparison to Christ dying for people who were not good, were not anywhere close to being good, were not, um, were not, uh, there wasn't anything, uh, yeah, he's got a tough life, but, you know, there was nothing like that. It was, we are complete, um, rags. We are, um, worthless worms, uh, completely dead in our own sin, completely dead in our own, um, trespasses. But even still, even still, Christ died for us. Even still in that state, Christ, um, laid down his life, his perfect life, by the way, and, and died for our, uh, worthless lives. And that is, um, something that we really can't understand. And, and Paul's making the point here that a righteous man, you know, he may die. He may die for a, a good man. Um, and, and you can, you can kind of understand that, you know, yeah, okay. He's laying down his life for somebody else who, who doesn't deserve to die. That's, that's, uh, admirable. That's, uh, that's a, a selfless person. But we can't really understand just how, um, uh, filthy we look to God outside of the blood of Christ. And Christ spilled his blood for us. There was, again, nothing redeemable about us. There was no um, outstanding qualities in, in and of ourselves, but Christ still died for us. And that's something we, we can't, we can't really understand. We can't uh, wrap our head around it. And, you know, you can, you can hear something like that and you can come away, you know, with the mentality of, you know, I'm so disgusting. I feel so, you know, unworthy. I feel so, um, uh, I just feel so, I, I feel like I should be alienated from God. I feel like that would be uh, an appropriate reaction, but that's not, um, how we should react. Um, when, when we hear things like that, when we hear the fact that Christ died for us who are completely dead in sin, nothing redeemable about our, um, character qualities, um, when, you, when we hear something like that, all the glory, all the praise should be elevated to Christ and, and to God because, um, he is the one that, that has done it. He is the one that has done the greatest deed of something so filthy being made so clean that we can have a peace with God. Um, he is the one where all the praise should go to and, and all of the thanksgiving and the joy. Um, again, that, that's my last point that I want to get out of Romans chapter five is just the joy. Um, the joy that we should feel. Um, and the joy that we have in a, a God and in Christ who sanctified us, who were not worthy in any stretch of the imagination, um, who died for us, um, being so low, being so um, unclean. Um, and because of that, we have a peace with God. We have a hope. We have 
the ability to stand in the grace that we're in need of every day. And that is why we can be joyful. We can have a joy in our lives um, because we've been given so much. Um, it's it's a joy that, you know, it can lead you to tears. It, it really can. It can, it can make you um, become really emotional because it's, again, it's not really something... I understand fully, you know, I don't, I don't get why, um, someone would, would, uh, would die for me being so unworthy and so unclean. But the truth of the matter is, is it's, it's done and it's finished and it's, it's been done. And I don't have to understand all of its, um, all of its, uh, complexities. But, uh, at the end of the day, it's such a joyous thing um, to realize that I've been um, made clean and made at peace with God um, because it is. It, it's just something that should, uh, that does, fills, fills me with so much joy um, to think about. Um, because the blood of Christ, we, we have a joy because of what we've been given and, and a true joy. Um, not one based on how our life turns out but one that's that's everlasting um, because this joy is one that's found in the knowledge that we are anointed from our sins through Jesus Christ. Um, we're, we're cleansed. We are um, made clean in His sight. And because of that, we, um, we are at peace with God. We are given that, that peace with God that um, we are His children and that throne of grace that that well of of grace that we can continually go and and dip our dip our cups in um, as as we ought to do uh, because we we need it we need it every day um, that's there um, because of God's love for us um, because of Christ um, so so love the world that uh, um, he gave his life uh, to save it. Um, so that's that's all I have out of, out of Romans chapter five. I hope that that was um, uh, edifying to you guys. It's been um, it's been really uh, powerful to to be able to go through um, Romans. It's a it's a very rich book, and I've uh, I've really um, just been very thankful for all the realities that are contained in the book of Romans. Um, it just it leads to um, um, a place of awe. Um, place where you really, again, you can't you can't wrap your your mind around uh, some of it because it's it's just so incredible um, to to read. But it it really has been such a a blessing to me, and I, I appreciate the opportunity to be able to share it um, with you guys. So.